This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters fam. It's Amy and Katie. And we are back. I was thinking, Katie, this is the third year in a row that we are doing our tw- our wellness trends. So this year is 2024, but it's crazy that we're in our third year of doing this. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of the things that we talk about in these wellness episodes end up that we start seeing that through the year or we've already interviewed someone about it. And so I just, every year when I'm researching this, I, it's so fun to me. 100%. I totally agree. And beauty trends also, not just wellness. It's yeah. fun forecasting it and then seeing seeing the buzz on it and everything. So it's exciting. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll kick it to you. Um, we're just going to bang through these really quickly and high level it for you all. Yeah. I think a big trend that we are going to see that we've started to see, and it's really, I feel like just scratching the uh, tip of the iceberg. Is that a saying? Scratching, scratching the tip of the iceberg. I know what you mean. <laughs> scratching scratching the, the, surface. the surface is the um, more exposure and more open conversation to women's health circling menopause and perimenopause. Oh, I yeah. Think that is definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of celebrities that have started brands or products targeted towards menopause. There is more discussion about it. It's becoming less taboo. As we have discussed over the last couple of years, we've had many guests get yeah. and talk to us about it. But I think, uh, you know, pop culturally, seeing a lot of celebs like um, Naomi Watts, she started her brand Stripes. That's a mm-hmm. women's products for like dry skin and vaginal dryness and things like that. And then Ever Now Telehealth Medicine for Menopause is a company that is getting started by Drew Barrymore and uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh. It's going to be, it's supposed to be online menopause treatment and personalized care based on real science. That's, that's what it says on their website. And it's telehealth that is uh, going to be, you know, widely available. And oh, then that's Judy cool. Greer, yeah, it's very cool. Judy Greer, she's uh, the founder of Wild Supplements, and those are menopause and perimenopause supplements. So I think it's just a matter of time before this thing that has always been kind of like hush hush. It's it's definitely getting more and more out there. I think it's going to be even more so, and we're going to see a lot of that in 2024, which is great. I mean, that's a great thank one. God. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, know. Speaking we've... of, like, I had full, I had like a full blown Perry yesterday, like vertigo, like you. And I think I was like, I needed to text you, but I was having a migraine. I couldn't even like look at my phone. Oh my god, so, the worst! Thank God for all of this stuff. I know. Yeah. I'm really happy to see there's more visibility because I think again, it used to be like a dirty word, nobody wanted to talk about it, and you're seeing more and more people starting to talk about it to normalize it. Because to your point, perimenopause can go on for ten years. People just don't like they don't realize what it is. So yep. I think the more education, more awareness, the better. So what is your first trend? What do you, what's your buzz that you've been hearing? So when I was doing some research, I saw something that caught my attention from Forbes and it was 
vagus nerve stimulation, which I know we've talked about many times, which is amazing, but to actually see it written in like a mainstream magazine. And basically there was a woman interviewed and she said, I'm seeing a huge increase in interest from the wellness community in the vagus nerve and how simple stimulation of this cranial nerve can counteract the fight or flight response in our body. And we have a few episodes regarding the vagus nerve, but I think again, that is like a term we probably didn't even think about here of a couple of years ago, a year ago. And now I think that's becoming more into the forefront. So whether that vagus nerve stimulation is through deep breathing, mindfulness, and then it was funny because I read that it also said even humming or laughing has been shown to calm the body after the flight or flight response is triggered. And so I know when we spoke with Steph Magenta and we recently did that replay, she was talking about humming. And I've noticed that I've been adding that in, like when I'm feeling a little anxious, just doing a little hum for some reason, that helps. So anyway, that whole idea of vagus nerve stimulation and different tools you can do, whether that's like through an external tool or just using something in your body to calm yourself is in the forefront. And I think it's really, really important and a great tool for our listeners. I saw that article and that was on my list for today because I same like uh, it's really interesting. It's so becoming so prevalent that in that article, it said it's been the vagus nerve stimulation has been viewed over 55 million times on TikTok. Oh, wow. So there is definitely something to be said for people are taking notice. And you have a friend that had a a tool that was a vagus nerve stimulator Mm -hmm. that we used. And it was so cool. After we used it, we were really, really relaxed and mellow. Do you remember that? Yes. It was was like a tool that you put on your neck and it like makes your lip kind of move a little bit. Yeah. And it stimulates your vagus nerve. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, like true vega or something like that. Yeah. We need to find out and we'll put it in the show notes because it Mm -hmm. really is very cool. I want to get one. And then just one other uh, vagus stimulator that is so easy to do is sighing. Did you know that? No. (sighs) 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 And if you think about it, like you do it when you're stressed, people sigh when they're like tired or like stressed. If you're stressed, you're like, (sighs) that's so true. I feel like when I get in the car, I just do that. I'm like, (sighs) (sighs) exactly. So funny. You know, another thing that Steph Magenta told us, which I do all the time now. And again, I don't know if this is vagus nerve or what it is, but like a breathing technique is just like in for four and out for four. Like, I feel like I was always doing like the breathing in, but the breathing out for four helps because then it's like balanced instead of just breathing in and then just shortly breathing out, just that long breath. Right. That a couple of times is really, really helpful. Yeah. All right. Vagus nerve. Okay. What do you have next? So my next one is a beauty trend that I think we're going to see a lot of hearing a lot about the nineties makeup coming back. Oh, yep. So to, to be like a little bit more specific, I think we're going to see less of the laminated thick eyebrows Mm -hmm. and more of the natural, maybe even too thin, which I don't love eyebrows coming in. And then less of the like super dramatic mascaras and lashes, a little bit more natural there. But this is one that I'm really excited to try is lipsticks that have kind of like a brown. Yes, I've been seeing that too. Yeah. Yeah, like Elf has come out with a few. NYX has come out. Merit, Dior, like really beautiful, like brown, burgundy-ish, pretty colors. 
So there was I'm this one brown lipstick I wore in the 90s. Of course, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to think of it. But you know what I'm talking about. There was like two lipsticks that like everyone wore. There was one like kind of frosted pink one. Yes. Do you know I'm talking about? Of course, I yes. can't remember the name. It was like Maybelline or something. And then there was a brown one like that too. I have to research yeah. and try to figure out those you names. You should try to find it. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. I mean, they I can so picture good. the colors in my head. I can yeah. I remember that frosty pink and I remember that brown. It was like a like a latte color. Yeah. I can't lattes. remember, but I've, I, I've got to look it up. But latte, latte brown. It's pretty. Yeah. Yes. Did I they also, they would smell, I remember there was ones that like smelled like lattes and yeah. things like that. Like it was, yeah, I mean, there's I still like lip gloss like that, but, but yeah. So the nineties makeup. Yeah. I've heard as well, blue, which I'm not really into like blue eyeshadows and things like that. And yes. frosted, frosted look. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see which way that goes. Um, yes. Well, on the note of blue, well, I'll tell you my next one, then I'll go back to blue because I I had some other fun things about blue, but I have something very funny, which you probably read it because I have a feeling we're looking at the same sources, but you know, we're always talking about our favorite category of self-care, which is bed rotting. I found a new name for it. Okay. You ready, everybody? It's called, and I will, I will probably butcher this name, but Dolce Farniente. A wellness trend we're seeing and certainly encouraging in 2024 is what we Italians call dolce far niente, or the sweetness of doing nothing, that Andrea Quadro Carrizo, co-founder of QG Spa of Wonders, which offers 12 destination spas and seven wellness resorts around the world. As a society, we're overstressed, overscheduled, and overtired, leaving little room for joy and wonder or open-ended self-care but we've begun seeing the pendulum swing in the other direction. We now aspire to achieve work-life balance that Italians are famous for, and practicing doing nothing, clearing your brain and schedule, is the first step on the road to true wonder and relaxation. So of course, this resonated with me immediately, and then I laughed because I was like, I can't wait to talk about this with Katie because that one just sounds very much more, I don't know what I'm saying, much more It's way more glamorous than glamorous than bed rotting. Yes. Yeah. So Dolce Farniente. Dolce Farniente. That's what I'll do- be doing all yeah. year long. Like yeah. it's literally when I go to my calendar on a Saturday and I have no plans, it's the best day ever for me. Oh, like, 100%. I could do nothing or I could do something. It's up to me. Exactly. So, anyway, we'll see more of that this year, which I'm very happy to see. Dolce Farniente. Did I say it right? I think so. I don't know. All right, we need someone Italian to tell us. Yeah, we do. We need Italian. Okay. <laughs> All right. My next one is called Skin Streaming. Ooh. And I saw this uh, in style.com. It's okay. one of their big forecast 2024 trends, skin streaming, which is essentially just streamlining one's skincare. Yeah. People are going, the, going away from the 10 step process with all of the different things and trying to streamline and and get more of your actives and hydrators and everything into maybe three or four products instead of 10. And just to simplify so that they can have more dolce far niente. (laughs) Nice. I like the tie back. I am for sure in that camp because I have gotten down to like I think two or three products and I'm pretty pleased with it right now. I, 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 I'm, there's only one product that I want to get into my, into my, you know, skincare routine. And once I do, I'm going to be sad. So, so is that morning and night? You only have a few products? 
morning, I have two products. Night, I have three products. And I would like to add in, I need an active, I need a vitamin C. So I'm going to throw a vitamin C into my morning. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm going to be solid. I'm good. Well, it's funny that you say that. So I've noticed that too with products. And I think we talked about this at one point of just like brands now, instead of just like having a niacinamide and having a, you know, all these separate ingredients, they're combining more. So to your point about vitamin C, you might want to try the one that I've reviewed before, the Wise Beauty vitamin C, because it has vitamin C, niacinamide, and hyaluronic acid, I believe, and some, and maybe some, oh, what's it not, not, um, and maybe some ceramides. I can't remember exactly what's in it, but it's a couple things. So when you're using it, it's not like you have to use four different things. It's all together and it's really nice. So that might be a good one for you to try and it's not irritating. You yeah, want a good that's exactly. I yeah. need to try it. Just that's, that's like the point, right? Like get, get your actives and your peptides into, you know, one Right. You products. don't need like 10 different individual products. Individual, no, I like that idea yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My next one, still on the Forbes article, and it's funny because I've heard this term a few times lately, and I didn't know what it was literally until yesterday because I was listening to another podcast that was talking about this as part of a different subject, but rucking, R-U-C-K-I-N-G, not to be confused with the other word, (laughs) but that would be good too. That's good too. But rucking is literally walking with a weighted backpack. So um, I guess this was something that like a lot of like, I don't know if it was bodybuilders or weightlifters type people did, but military also. Oh, is that that what it is? That's probably what it's come from. It's like, it's, I think it's like a nod to like back in the hunter gatherer days when people would like carry their materials and food and like using your body to carry weight, especially for women as you grow older and your muscle um, gets weaker this other podcast I was listening to was talking about how you should, you know, obviously be lifting weights, but rucking is a really good way to kind of do that when you're walking. So I have not tried this yet, but um, it says that it will be a top wellness trend in 2024 as people look to build endurance, improve heart health, burn calories and strengthen bones. Um, And it does say to to what we were just saying, while rucking has traditionally been seen as a high intensity and suitable only for the Uber fit, new fitness brands will make rucking more accessible and mainstream with weighted packs designed with different bodies in mind and a load starting at a lower, more accessible weight. So I'm hoping that some of these cute brands like Bala or something comes up with cute weighted backpacks. So like, it's just like, you know, 10 pounds or five pounds instead of like these crazy ones. But anyway, I thought that was cool because you go on a walk anyway, you might as well throw something on your back and try it out. Yeah. It's called, in the military, they call it your rucksack. Rucksack. Okay. I think it's literally like they're carrying their backpack with all of their things that are going to get them through whatever the job is for the day. So it's weighted, it's heavy. Right. Yeah. That's like what backpackers, I mean, when I was in college and I backpacked around Europe, like you had your, your backpack on your back. I mean, yep. and that's how you're getting around. So it's a uh, kind of like old school practice, but more visibility on it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, my next one, and this is really my next few are things that we saw a lot of in 2023 that I don't think are going anywhere Yeah, that we're going to see a lot more of and cold plunge. For oh, sure. Yeah. Cold plunge, sauna, red light, like that. That's like a that category. A, that's a trifecta, the three of those. So people, I mean, of course, um, it's people that are 
a little bit more well-to-do, they're able to have these things in their home. It's not it's not the most accessible thing, but there are a lot of people that are getting saunas and cold plunges and red light therapies. And and then there's great places that you can go to like Restore Hyper Wellness and right. other med spas that are offering all of these things. And I think it's just going to be more and more popular. There's so much science behind how beneficial well, And there's also is. accessible, like the higher dose blanket yep. that, that I've been seeing, like that's much more accessible there's red lights just that you could put on your desktop, again, that are much more accessible. Yeah. Um, and then for cold plunge, I just, at the end of my shower, when I'm feeling brave, well, I don't know, maybe maybe most of the week, I do like, or I try to do a minute of cold. It probably ends up being 10 to 15 seconds, but <laughs> it does help wake me up. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it today. I forgot. But um yeah, see, there and you that's go. Great. You just broke it. You just broke it down. Totally accessible ways to do it. Yeah, or jump um, in a lake. Jump in a lake, exactly. Where it's cold. Jump in the East River. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so back to the blue aquamarine. Yeah. Aquamarine makeup is back and bolder than ever. 2024 Gen Z and millennials will find new ways to incorporate this 60s staple into their modern beauty routines, and I agree. Like a little much to like do the whole eyeshadow thing, but um, Michaela, um, you know, who's massive makeup artist on TikTok, she just came out. She had created a line with P. Louise that it's all like blue and beautiful. So she must have known that this blue eyeshadow is coming or just maybe predicted it. But um, I ha have a couple stats, which I thought were fun. So blue eyeshadow aesthetic was that this is according to Pinterest critics. Blue eyeshadow aesthetic was up 65% last year. Fun blue nails were up 260%. Light blue prom makeup up 70%. Oh, my. Aqua makeup look up 100%. And blue quince or blue quince makeup up fifty up 85%. I don't know what that is. But the only one that resonated with me was, was fun blue nails because I do tend to get blue nails occasionally. And I have seen some really cute – mine are like kind of greenish right now. But – I have seen some really cute, bright kind of like royal blues, which I would definitely try. That's fun. Cute. What's quince? 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 I don't know. I don't know why I wrote it. Quince. Q-U-I-N-C-E. I don't know what it means. I'll look it up while either. you're telling me your next trend. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the blue prom. That's so funny. I'm I know. How funny my, is that? Like I'm literally seeing pictures of my mom when she went to prom. I know. That. I do love That's that so 60s blue eye. Not for me, but like I do love that look. That would it's look fun. cool on you. So the next trend that I am reading a lot about are racket sports. And pickleball was all the rage in 2023, right? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I I knew people that were all of a sudden playing pickleball like crazy, and I I just I thought it was for like I don't know 80 year olds. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a very fun sport. People are really getting into it, which I think is great. It's it's a less intense version of tennis or racquetball, and it's supposed to be a very social sport. Have you played pickleball? I just, I, I, I have played a few pickleball. times. Yeah, I've played with the boys. It's fun. Is it, it's very like fun. It? Yeah, yeah, I don't know all the rules, yeah. but it's fun. So pickleball was big in 2023. Badminton is on the rise for 2024. Dr. Daniel Amen, I was listening to a podcast with him, and he is a leading neuroscientist. He was saying that people that do racket sports, uh, they have like brain longevity. It's so badminton is a racket sport played using rackets to hit a shuttlecock across a net. 
although it may be played with larger items, the most common forms of the game are singles and doubles. And it, okay. it's it's the one that has the the white thing that that looks oh like, like that. It has like a ball on the end, and then yeah, that exactly waffly thing. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. There's also something called I want to say not pickleball, but paddle ball, and paddle I don't know ball. what that is. That is either. Yeah, but I don't apparently know that's a big is, thing too. That's paddle ball, racquetball, tennis, badminton, all those things. even ping pong. Like those are all considered racket sports that are really good for your brain health. Apparently, so I don't know if that's why it's on the rise, or it, you know, it's just. New social activity, but new social activity, yeah. And it's yeah. maybe more, it's your point, like pickleball's a little bit easier than tennis because you're not like, you know, running across the big thing. But pickleball can be intense if you watch people play. And I also, who was it? I feel like I saw or read or heard somewhere that there's been so many more cases of like knee injuries in the last few years because of pickleball, because so many mm. people like play and like will stop short and hurt their knee, which makes sense. I could see that. So just be careful. But um, I like that. And I think that is a good way to, I mean, think about ping pong, right? When you're playing, you're like- Yeah, it's so fast. It's so fast. So I yep. can see that that's good brain exercise. Okay. Um, next one I have is in the beauty realm, um, sticking with that. By the way, I looked up, I looked up Kinsey makeup while you were talking- and I'm not sure, but I think it might have to do with like quinceanera. Oh, okay. Something like that. That's what I uh, like yeah, very initially like. thought when you yeah. said it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Next one, um, head to glow. So body care will have a major moment in 2024. Boomers and Gen Z will double down on luxury lotions and in-home spa experiences. So a couple fun search stats. So sunscreen was up 75% last year. Body lotion aesthetic was up 245%. Spa aesthetic, I guess, to like design your home was up 60%. Body skincare routine up 1,025% and body care was up wow. 845%. So it's interesting. What we're seeing now is people like they've got their skincare routines down. They're like in a rhythm, but now they're like, wait, what about the rest of my body? Like what's a good routine for that? So I think that was um, a good one. I mean, yeah. we don't really talk about that too much. No, it's true. And I, I was just teaching Madeline this, by the way, sidebar, Maddie asked me to teach her how to shave her legs, my 10 mm. year old. So we did that. Uh, with a real razor or electric? With a real razor. Oh, wow. And yeah. Went through the whole thing. But I, that reminds me because I am trying to get her to understand that she should put lotion on her body every day. And I don't yeah. know what point in my life I started doing it, but I've been doing it for decades. Yeah. And it's something that unless someone I think tells you to do it, you know, as you're growing up, it's not like first nature to just put lotion all over your body. Right. So it is, you know, and, and then the, when, when you have a baby, you're doing, you know, every night you do your bathtub routine and you put your lotion on and everything. Yep. Exactly. Yep. yep. So I like it. Body care, body lotion. Yeah. Good one. I still like, I've been, I'm still using my body oil that I've been using for a long time that I think we, I've talked about several times on the show. And now I just do it. Like I keep it in my shower now. So I just like tell off in my shower and do it there. And it's so good. Cause it just like stays on better. You know, it like keeps nice. my skin moisturized. I love it. Yeah. I need to get some of that. I want to try it. But, um, right. but it is true. If you think about just really quickly, like how you're exfoliating your face, like how often are we exfoliating our body? Right. And like things right. like that. So yeah, I just bought a great when we were in Montreal. I bought like, it's kind of like a mitt 
that had that is an exfoliant. It's oh, really thin. Yeah. It's, it's really, but it's really really nice. I got it from this beautiful store. I should reference it because her store was gorgeous. Um, but I use that from time to time, and it's just yeah. my skin feels like so good afterwards. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. All right. Well, my last one is a continuation of seeing adaptogens and nootropics, mushrooms. I mean, we when we had um, Julia Marar on yeah. the show a few years ago talking about psilocybin and mushrooms having psychedelic experience as therapy that yep. I feel like that was so so early in mm-hmm. this you know uh revolution of what's happening with psilocybin and mushrooms and and that's the that's the one extreme and then the adaptogens and the nootropics and things like that's the other and you're just seeing it more and more like you're seeing lion's mane in granola and mushroom coffee and uh you know adaptogens everywhere so i i think it's great it's more products are readily available with these things my where i where i go to get my um coffee in the morning before i hop on the train they make the most amazing overnight oats dairy free overnight oats and she makes her own granola that has lion's mane and reishi in it and a few Ooh. other things and it is so good i love it i'm obsessed so that's good yeah i have a coffee stuff. that i get i think it's i think the brand's four sigmatic um we'll put the link up and it also has mushrooms in it um in the beans so and it's supposed to help you focus more and yada yada so i love it yeah um okay well i have two more and they're kind of related. They're still both in beauty. So the first one, which is not surprising, is just like hair longevity. So um, basically talking about not only trying to, you know, you know how a lot of people were losing hair during the pandemic and it's become like a bigger challenge with women losing their hair. So there's that piece, which we've talked about a lot, or, you know, it's becoming more visible, but there's also just like this, the skin like scalp health and being proactive about your scalp. So the fun fact that I found was the skin on your scalp ages faster than the skin anywhere else on your body. And the effects are written all over your strands. So while multi-step skincare routines prioritize longevity by smoothing, brightening, and tightening, such as, um, sorry, such a focus hasn't extended to the hair on our head. So in 2024, this was an article in Well and Good it was saying, prepare to rethink your hair care routine with longevity in mind. Um, and there's, you know, tons of new product launches that help with that. I see a lot now about like hair oiling and just different things for the scalp. And it's funny because we talked about this a few years ago with Iris, the founder of Scene, and she, who, she, you know, CEO or founder of the company. And she was really into the scalp health because she's a dermatologist. And so she obviously got this you know, before it became a little bit more mainstream, but we're going to see a lot of products that helps to address that. And I thought that was relevant because I started, I was, I'm trying to be better with taking care of my hair, with doing like some sort of weekly oil massage and like, you know, deep mask conditioner on my ends or something like that. So when I do my big wash, I like do that before I've been trying to do that just to get my hair in a better place. Cause I just feel like it's been like frizzy and not as healthy. So, um, yeah, more products coming out about hair longevity. Love that. Yeah. And then the last one that is sort of similar but not really is um skin barrier health, which mm. I also saw popping on well and good and basically like strength training strength training your skin 
Um, it says will become the most the single most important part of your beauty routine in 24. And it's basically saying that like a strong skin barrier is crucial for overall skin health, protecting against external elements and retaining moisture. So like everyday habits, like improper use of actives can compromise the skin barrier, leading to dryness, irritation, acne. Um, it's also talked about how niacinamide which we've talked about a million times, has gained popularity for its gentle yet effective properties in brightening skin and addressing various concerns without irritation. Um, and then traditional barrier building ingredients like ceramides, glycerin, fatty acids, often complemented by calming ingredients like, I've never heard of this, Cantella Asiatica and Collodial Oatmeal, which is funny because we just mm. I just talked about that oatmeal serum. And then it also said that body care is following the trend with barrier-friendly products from um, different brands that help with the barrier of your actual skin, not just your face. So that says there's drugstore, luxury brands, all introducing products for severe barrier concerns. Um, I know when Natasha B was on our show, she recommended a couple um, face moisturizers that were good for barrier, but um, for skin barrier. But this was saying there's a few brands for body care called Marie. Veronica, Cyclar, which I haven't heard of, Ren, and Paracone MD, which have barrier-friendly skin products. I thought nice. that was interesting. Yeah, I like that. And you know, it's funny as we're as we're going through. Like, I'm noticing a trend within our trends, and I feel like this is something that we're seeing a lot of is longevity, longevity yeah. in every category. Instead of people, instead of products and activities and things that are like instant gratification, I do mm -hmm. feel like there's a little bit more of a focus on what can I do now right. to just keep this going and improve and long, longevity, long lasting. Right. So I think it's, it's great. True. Brain health, skin, hair. Right. What can I do now? Like those, the proactive things, not trying to react to like, oh, I'm losing hair, but like to prevent yep. it from happening in the first place. Just like you're, you know, you eat clean because you, you want to have, you know, healthy gut and all of that. It's like catching up to all of these things. Like to your point, the rucking, like that helps to build strong muscles. So you don't, um, you yeah, know, so get you don't lose muscle mass and, lose muscle yeah, and exactly. all that. So. Yep. Longevity. All right. 2024, the year of Here we come. longevity. And the year of Dolce Farniente. Dolce Farniente. I love it. Hope you all enjoyed this. And I'm sure we'll be talking about many of these trends in future episodes as well. And See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.